Hey, what's happening, my friends? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Another decent day. Listen, start out teaching anatomy, cover the circulatory system. Love the cardiovascular system. Check it out. Uh, this weekend and every day, try to get some PT in. PT, PT every day. Build your body the Dr. Drill way. All right. Fact of the matter is, the earth is covered in an aqueous environment. All right. Water, 70%-ish. Right? Our bodies are the same composition. We are an aqueous chemistry set. Right? But if not for the water and the sun, we wouldn't fucking be here. So get some exercise in. <clears throat> get out there and burn some calories. Get your heart pumping. Get your, uh, your blood vessels circulating and, and uh, transporting all those important blood products such as red blood cells that carry oxygen, nutrients, uh, the immune system, white blood cells in there, friggin' leukocytes, you got thrombocytes that help you clot so your blood doesn't spill out of your body. So if you don't get those countless miles of blood vessels, uh, your heart pumping and those blood vessels transporting all the good stuff, to every cell in the body, shit starts to go wrong. Shit starts to die. All right? So keep, you know, maintain some flow. Get some flow of body and mind. Speaking of the sun, I mentioned the proximity uh, many times before, the proximity of our planet to the sun, positioned in what's called the, the Goldilocks zone uh, by scientists, by astronomers, whereby we are just, just... Not too hot, not too cold, just right. And we're just in the proper, the appropriate proximity to the sun in order for, to maximize on its uh, ultraviolet light that it emits, helps it grow plants, and we eat the plants and all that shit. And so <clears throat> the oceans, the sun, all these friggin' marine plankton and shit like that that are floating around out there. Countless plankton, single-celled organisms, <clears throat> diatoms and shit like that. That they, they uh, types of algae. They've uh, they harness the sun's rays and they produce the vast majority of oxygen that um, we, we breathe. So on and on. But the sun. Talk about the sun. I, po- I saw and posted a cool meme yesterday. It's got the Egyptians, a bunch of uh, Egyptian slaves that are leaning into their ropes and hoisting these big rocks, trying to position, posi- painstakingly uh, position them on these pyramids, stacking them one on top of the other and sliding them and using leverage and mathematically basically positioning these very precise structures <clears throat> many of them especially the pyramids of Giza right so the the Egyptians worshiped the sun Amun-Ra that was their god and the sun god why not so <laughs> the meme says man this is this work is murder and 
another Egyptian says, yeah, but at least thousands of years from now when people see these pyramids, they'll appreciate all the hard work that went into this, you know, this, that, we, that we built this stuff. And then there's, uh, you know, thousands of years later, people are saying, ah, aliens built those. <laughs> it's crazy that there's all this history. There's an entire branch of history called Egyptology where we study this culture and found all these different relics and uh, pyramids and tombs and mummies and sarcophaguses and <clears throat> we understand a lot about uh, their language, their technology, their <clears throat> they obviously in various ways were very technologically advanced civilization and this was before Jesus, by the way. I know that some folks don't think that anything happened worthwhile before Jesus, but that like brought everything to zero. But you know, there were other civilizations and other gods, many of them, that we human beings utilized to make sense of our our world, make sense of life, and it just seems a little bit stupid. For us to be saying, oh, well, you know, what it, what happened? <clears throat> it's inexplicable. Aliens must have did it. Something out of this world. It couldn't have been that humans did it. And just who knows? Though maybe aliens did it. <laughs> Fucking no. So, so it was an interesting meme. Oh, this work is so freaking. It's like murder. Oh, but people will appreciate the hard work we put in building these pyramids. And they'll know about Egypt. Eh, aliens did that, says a person today's living today. What else? So I was listening to a podcast earlier. I'm going to finish it after dinner. Um, A sense-making podcast. Guy was talking about what the fuck's going on now. And he was explaining that, since we talked about uh, Egypt's, Egyptians and Christianity and stuff, that <clears throat> now is a time where things are just haywire with the virus and with um, all the political chaos that, as I described it as a pressure cooker previously, now is a time when people start going back to religion because it's hard to make sense of of the shit that's going wrong. And you're looking for a reason. You're looking somewhere to uh, you know take some some kind of solace in the shit that's going haywire all around us. <clears throat> and so people are getting more religious. And he said that there's no better example. This uh, author, I forget the guy's name, but um, he's saying that the there's no better example of this return to religiosity than this um, QAnon shaman. This guy who, a young man, apparently lives in his mother's basement and he was found sitting in the Capitol building. He's sitting in the a chair, the head chair of Congress. <coughs> with a with bullhorns on his head and animal skins on him and bare chested 
and apparently he's somebody. He's like a, a figure that you see at a lot of these QAnon um, functions. So in a way, he's a symbol. He's like a modern day, I don't know if he's got anything useful to say, but he obviously um, subscribes to some of these conspiracy theories as you can see all over the news now, what is QAnon? Well, these people that believe that there's something called the deep state and that most of the people <clears throat> involved in the government are bad and that they're Satanists and part of this pedophile ring. It's just some ridiculous things, okay? Conspiracies. But the point is that this young man who is now on a hunger strike because in prison they would not serve him organic food. Um, he is he is symbolic of something, of, of the times in which we live, where it's difficult to make sense of things. It's difficult to... There's so much misinformation. Yeah, ironically, because we live in a time where there is... Information is ubiquitous, and exponential technologies have allowed us to have cell phones and advanced computers and crazy video games with unbelievable creativity. So we've got the ability to do more than ever um, with all these gadgets, complicated gadgets and shiny things. It's like our technology is so advanced, but it has exceeded our ability to grasp it. And he's talking about uh, so that, that the return to religiosity can be seen in this in this fellow that there's people out there that are <clears throat> are so frustrated and are so missing something uh, they're so misinformed and they become paranoid and start subscribing to all of these different um, conspiracies essentially that are false all right they're just not even reasonable on their face. And if you dig a little bit deeper, they're just ridiculous, you know? Um, so, so I'm going to finish that podcast, <clears throat> but very interesting, okay? And this is from Rebel Wisdom. That's the thing. If you're honest and you've got any kind of humility, you might think, <clears throat> well, I'm turning to this source of information. If uh, QAnon is a shitty source of information, well, what is a good source of information? If the media is all corrupt, then, and, and maybe this podcast by Rebel Wisdom, maybe these people are washing our brains, you know, speaking in sophisticated tongues about nonsense. And, but I mean, I think with with my powers of discernment and just my knowledge and experience and always trying to be a reasonable middle ground type of guy, it makes a lot of sense what these what he's saying. <clears throat> People are flocking to things like religion and clinging to ridiculous, um, you know, relatively nonsensical uh, ideas as they try to deal with the stresses of modern day life and trying to thwart a virus that <clears throat> uh, is on the loose, you know, 
killed record number of 4,000 people or something in a, a day or two. The other, you know, I think that was yesterday. So, folks are, are at a loss trying to make sense of things, and they're not doing it. So what they do is they latch on to any sort of camp, um, typically one over all others, and then they're just a conspiracy theorist, or they're a Democrat, or they're a Republican, and they can't see anything else. They, they won't turn themselves to any alternative, because we want to be either right or we, we want to be right. But not everybody can be right. There has to be some kind of truth, right? <clears throat> so I'm right and everybody else is wrong. I believe that if you look into most things, uh, you know, my general rule of thumb is nothing to the extreme. I think that that is a reasonable way to operate. Some people would call that, would attack that policy and say it's, it's willy-nilly. You don't commit to anything. Like, you want to have, you know, you want to believe in something. You want to understand things. We're trying to make sense of the world. We, we have all these tools available. It'd be great if we could do that. But if you look at what's happening today in America, where <clears throat> now we're looking at our president has been impeached twice in a four-year term, um, now he's even calling for peace because, you know, the, the, over the next week, shit could melt down and get really bad. Uh, there's going to be some of these folks who feel betrayed by whatever. Maybe they were just, oh, Donald Trump, you know, he's the man. Some of them still love him and will do whatever he says. And others, if he says, tells them to, tries to call off the dogs problem is these folks are so senseless and so driven toward anarchy and some kind of change maybe they'll just do stupid shit you know maybe this will happen in Washington I saw that they put up fences you know 10 foot high fences or something and they're they got the National Guard in there the servicemen are sleeping in the in the Capitol building you know they're patrolling things and you know, when I think of myself, when I reflect back of my time in the military, in the Marine Corps, and then to a lesser extent in the National Guard, and I think about, I was, I was in the National Guard, right? So I could have been deployed to patrol uh, you know, the government right now. Uh, I know people probably that are still in the Guard who, you know, might believe that. Um, whatever. So, one of the as I've said before, one of the reasons that I got out was because I didn't like the idea. Like I like to train like a warrior, and I like to go off and and kill bad guys and all that shit, or at least train for that contingency. I like to be an alpha male. I like to be tough and strong and experienced, and to fight the good fight for right and freedom. <clears throat> to all the things that, uh, for all the things that America holds dear, you know. But I also saw that there were some things that we were doing and had done that ha- had kind of squandered <clears throat> the the goodwill and the service of 
military personnel that there was a possibility, distinct possibility that we were we were sent and a reality that we were essentially for all of our training and all of our our goodwill and our our mission uh, dedication to the mission that that could be squandered and that politicians had not and would not hesitate to do stupid things with their toys. So they might purpose us to go off and fight a war. Iraq was already, um, there was some question about whether that was a good thing to do. People had died. We had, we had gone over there and we had accomplished our mission, but you know, who knows what it's going to look like years later. People with desert Gulf War syndrome and people who lost their lives and in combat and in training for the same and just the notion that I would be like a martyr (laughs) that I would be somebody who would be part of that not necessarily worried for my trying to save my skin but just philosophically didn't want to be somebody's toy that they could pull out the war chest and just order us around I didn't like, I, I liked all the training, I liked the, the, the Marine Corps, I loved it. I loved my brothers, I loved the, the times that I, my, my service, it was some of the best times in my life. Um, but I was naive, and I don't know if I would, especially these days, could you imagine serving, uh, assuming that you don't agree with Donald Trump's policies, could you imagine somebody like him of his character sending you off to a foreign land to do some carry out some mission? Whether you believe it or not, there were reports that he had uh, described military personnel as losers and suckers, at least some of them. Of course, we're all familiar with what he said about John McCain, by all other estimations, was a patriot. And a friggin' prisoner of war in a Vietnamese prison camp. Um, yeah, he just he disparaged the guy. Not to say John McCain was perfect, but he was the definition of a patriot throughout his life. And so, <clears throat> imagine somebody like that who treats a a high. Uh, 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 basically the pinnacle of our definition of a veteran treats somebody with that much disrespect that he, he would send you off to war you know to fight some war and he's just an antagonistic personality so very unpredictable and very malicious and I think I guess what I'm ultimately getting at is that there are you know what percentage of the people who are serving in the military right now, these young men and women who are deployed, um, you look at them as warriors and stuff, and they are, but they're kids. They're, most of them are children. All right? And most of them are so indoctrinated into the military um, philosophy that, you know, uh, and, uh, like, go get them. Get online and destroy everything. This is your rifle. There are many like it, but this one is yours. 
um, you know, your brothers, you got to take care of one another, mission accomplishment at no, uh, at every, you know, opportunity, despite the cost, you know, we're never going to stop that whole, like, go get them boys philosophy. When you ascribe to that philosophy and essentially <clears throat> you're, you're a follower, you are a robot in a lot of ways. That's why they stereotype Marines and, um, and military personnel as uh, as stupid sometimes. It's not that they're stupid. It's that you are you, you when you sign your life away, you kind of you sidestep a lot of the you know you don't even have that mindset like is this right or wrong? Should I be here? Um, you don't have that luxury, and everybody knows it, and especially because. You're with your buddies, your best friends. And so, at the very least, you're going to survive and keep them alive. And so, taking an oath, it assumes that, it begs the question of that kind of behavior. So, um, that that has always interested me as somebody who served and served proudly and has spent... You know, all my my entire adult life, just honoring service. Everything that I do was and is about maintaining that sort of integrity and track record and those values forever. Like, they're forever. It's not just you get out of the Marine Corps. Marine Corps stays in you. You Once a Marine, always a Marine. And so I fear that a lot of my peers... My military buddies and stuff, they they still they they romanticize. We romanticize that that work ethic, that spirit, that um, we're gonna go get them and nobody's gonna try to, you know, these people fucking with our government. If anybody needs to take it back, it's gonna be us. And we're gonna, you know, it's the socialists, they're gonna try to make us a socialist communist state and all this stuff. And Trump he kind of blew the bugle for that. And it's not true. I don't believe that that is true. Okay? Um, I believe that anything, <clears throat> any alternative to Donald Trump is a step up and a step in the right direction. And I think people have had enough of the uh, boy crying wolf and the incitement of, look, he's been doing this for a long time. For years, he's been talking shit and berating people and and lying, fucking liar, man. He's a liar. And if people were to, I've had people that I love and respect say, "Well, tell what did he lie about?" And saying, replying everything, it seems like it's just a kind of like a blanket, you know. Seems like seems like it's a conspiracy theory unto itself. But look at this guy. Look at his behavior. In the end, here, I mean, everybody, if they're honest, could say that this is possible. That this was likely. If he lost the election, he told you that this was likely, and so, uh, so here we are. Um, You know, as previously stated, I I don't know if it's debated anymore. I I don't believe there is any debate. Uh, 
you look at all these banks and corporate donors and former heads of government and uh, all former defense secretaries basically wrote a letter that said this isn't, you know... that he fucked up repeatedly and this is not the direction that the country needs to go in and they beseech those who serve that the constitution forbids this sort of behavior where you're going to try to conduct a coup and overthrow the government and he is the government that's the thing he wants to stay in power so he's going to say fuck you uh, something that I'll say on that note is there's a there's a movie coming out a documentary <clears throat> called Dissident. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast the other day, talking about this. Another reason to despise Trump is that this um, Saudi prince guy. You, you hear about the thing in the news. You don't hear about it too often anymore. There's a Saudi prince that killed, basically, yeah, invited um, this lord, this. Um, You fucking prominent um, a newscaster or journalist to a uh, consulate in the Middle East. I'm not sure if it was a Saudi consulate or where or where it was, but lured this guy, killed him, cut his hands off, quartered him, like cut his fucking arms and legs off, cut his head off took pictures of it, killed it, lured this guy in, invited him to this consulate and had him killed, dismembered and burned in a fucking, like a, a cooking oven. The Turkish government had listening devices. They were spying on this consulate and they heard all of this and turned over all the footage to this guy who did the movie. We knew that the guy was murdered all of our uh, CIA, FBI, all of our all of our spies basically said <clears throat> that this guy was murdered, and all it was very um, likely that the Saudi prince was responsible for it. Like it went all the way to the top. He he's got a movie, a documentary coming out about this. Trump. Because there was a, he did a, like a, I don't know, $500 million or a very big arms deal. Like our number one uh, customer for arms purchases is the Saudi government. And of course, we have a relationship with the Saudi government. We've known for forever that they, or it's a, it's a fucking monarchy. <clears throat> they discourage any sort of um, speaking out. You gotta explain the whole thing on the podcast, and it's absolutely terrible that Trump basically said, you know, excuse this guy and said, oh, we're not gonna do anything about it. He knew the only consequence to killing this guy, who was an American citizen, by the way, the only consequence would have come from the American government. And Trump looked the other way because, I don't know why, because. Perhaps because he's, we do business together. It's pretty, um, pretty crazy shit. 
but this is this is the sort of stuff that that he's involved in, that he's that that gets a pass under his uh, leadership. It's fucking just inexcusable. And you think about that, and you think about he talked about this documentarian. Um, he also talked about <clears throat> Icarus, the movie uh, documentary Icarus about the scientist that was in charge of all of the drug testing for the Sochi Olympics and how he was basically on the take from the Russian government and was taking the, swapping the uh, piss cups, swapping the urine from all the Russian athletes. So they're all basically dirty, which most of the Olympians I'm sure are dirty. They're all trying to be competitive, right? But Russia specifically was. So he's talking about that, and he t- went to talk uh, more about uh, the Russian government and Putin, who, you know, there's a bunch of people, a bunch of uh, Russians who uh, came over to the United States and lived here, were um, essentially murdered. They were poisoned. The one guy, they poisoned, they put the poison in his underwear, um, fucking assassinations, all kinds of crazy shit. Anyway, the point is, there's some pretty zany shit that goes on at the highest levels of government. We usually look at other countries that, uh, where, you know, it's just blatant. It's like, fuck you, we're Russia, Uh, we're Iran, we are Saudi Arabia, we are some monarchy, essentially. Um, where, you know, like, look at Putin, he stays in power. Might disguise it like he'll put somebody, a figurehead in charge or uh, up there, but he is the um, prime minister. He's the guy who takes, who makes all the calls. And if some fucking former spy or somebody um, is judged to have wronged the government or caused damage, that person's just fucking offed. And to think that that couldn't or hasn't or won't happen in our society, um, unfortunately, it already has, you know. Think about JFK and Martin Luther King and RFK and, you know, we, we are some dirty motherfuckers. Maybe we're others there, they say absolute power corrupts absolutely or whatever, but, um, there are, there, there's consequences. There's a price to pay for all that we have. And we like to look at things in our civilized society. We like to believe, I know that we're better than everybody else. And we're not, um, on the take and we're not taking advantage of, of people from our country and others. We're not hurting anybody all of our military are, well, thank you for your service because you're keeping us free. Well, they're serving right now, and what kind of freedom do we have if this is the way our president is behaving? He's inciting a riot and uh, people uh, raiding the fucking Capitol building and threatening our elected leaders, and people are dead as a result, and who knows what's going to happen over the next week. So that is unfortunate, very unfortunate. Just circling back, I want to acknowledge that um, that 
meme about the pyramids, the Egyptians, and the return to religiosity, just belief in things without sense, without um, substantiating those things. You know, they say that most things are subjective, that, that it's really hard to solidly objectify <clears throat> most anything, or that as, or the more we know, the more we realize we don't know. But there are ways to measure things, and there are ways that within a, um, a reasonable, you know, doubt, or, um, or you know, by this uh, um, statistical analysis, or I guess that could be corrupted, but by this estimation, by these the experts that study this, that they they follow a process that is one that is better than yours. That is better than yours that you collected on YouTube or on Facebook or whatever, or that somebody told you to, or that your your parents handed you this ideology and the way that you should live and believe. That we can actually study the world and understand things better and come to some conclusions that actually, you know, can be verified. You know? We need to we need to believe that. You know, that things can be verified and should be checked and double-checked. You know, every time I wake up in the morning, I have this feature on my alarm where this awesome app, it makes me do two math problems. And they're simple, like addition. And they're double digits, so it would be like 82 plus 42. <coughs> and I have to do it within 10 seconds each or it'll the alarm will find will fire off again. So I think it's pretty neat because it, it, think about it, it's, it's ingenious. It makes you challenge your 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 mind to wake up and to actually solve this problem. If you can solve the math problem, then you're probably alert enough to roll out of the rack. That that alarm would go off if if I did not do that calculation correctly. If I did not come up with this verifiable fact. And that's how I'm going to try to live my life. I'm going to try to understand things as best as I can. I'm going to try to discourage people from believing things just because somebody, they read it somewhere or somebody told them about it. And try to look for, you know, citations. And for people who actually dared to do the intellectual um, work involved to understand things. To truly understand things. All right, got to go eat. Have a good weekend, my friends. Huh!